the Studio 2 podcast with me, your host Tommy Reid. Today I'm joined by Ethan Walsh. Uh, he's a writer, actor, and amateur wrestler. Is that fair to say? Itch. <laughs> We're getting there. We'll, we'll go into that a bit later on. Um, just before we start this whole chat, uh, I want to quite quickly say that the podcast from now on, I'm going to aim for it to be monthly, um, not necessarily a set day on the month, but if I can fit it in to tie it into things, it's going to be once a month. Uh, instead of just random. I've been trying the last couple of weeks to arrange for a guest to come on and days just haven't wormed up so I apologise that it's been so long since the last one but like I said it would be random. Um, I need to stop hitting that as well. Uh, but yeah anyway the important one here is Ethan. Hello how are you? Not too bad mate yourself? <laughs> I'm not bad yeah. You uh, remind me of somebody currently with the hair. I can't think who. Go on, give, give me a compliment. I'm ready. We just started this off. I'm not sure. It might be someone off like Vikings or something like that. It's very, uh, it suits you. Bjorn I should also explain my hair currently. It's oh, very yeah. long. You look stunning, mate. You look stunning. <laughs> it's not worth it, that's why. L'Oreal, eat your heart out. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, quickly, we should explain how we sort of know each other and how we met. I think uh, we obviously went to the same college. Um, we were on different courses. I was doing the media course, and you were doing uh, performing arts. Oh, crap. That's right, mate. Um, we're done three yeah. years at college. I'm not sure. What, what were you two years, or were you three as well? Uh, I started on level, level two, two uh, for a year, year, and then went on, on to level three for two years. So <laughs> I was exactly the same, mate. Watch your way up. Here we are now, mate. There you go. I think. I think it was the. Uh, aforementioned bus film that failed miserably and we don't talk of it anymore. <laughs> I think that was the first time we, we worked together. together. Yeah, that, 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 if I remember correctly, the, the set itself was just, that was my best. Everything on that me, film. My first experience on like, a set like that, and it was just weird, but so, you know, it just had that, that buzz to it. But, you yeah. know. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it thoroughly. That's Ethan, you know. It's always a pleasure. I'll work this out. It'll be fine, you know. We'll get there. We'll get there, mate. Don't worry. Um... Is that try. I do try. <laughs> um, I've had my fair share of experience on the performing arts side of things. Um, in college, we did uh, musical theatre, and that was a bit of a mix and match for me because really my style that I prefer doing is acting. I'm not really dancer i'm not a singer singing is just a complete no-go it's it's just <laughs> terrible even in the bath or shower it's just no not a chance dancing i was skeptical at first but i did quite enjoy it i'm useless 
absolutely useful. I can do like the odd cartwheel or handstand or jazz split, but other than I'm that, it's just perfecting your own dance moves oh, whatever yeah. they are <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, that, 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 that's a story for a different well probably later on actually <laughs> um, but other than that yeah dancing wasn't my main source nor was singing but the main thing that i was really into was acting um so for musical theater that's the only kind of strength that i really had Go, just going on stage and just every time i like dual like one working with a big group or anything like that put me on stage and i'm fine if i've got scripts basically that's it. Um, how did you sort of decide that that was what you wanted to go into? Because I think a lot of actors that I've spoken to in the past, it's sort of like, as a kid, you play out with your friends and you play silly games and that just never sort of stops. Is that the same for you? Or? Well, funnily enough, it started in primary school. Um, it was the year six leaves assembly um, and we had to play The Wizard of Oz. Um, and we were in uh, the, uh, one of our year six classrooms and the teachers were going through uh, the parts and stuff and who wants to audition or anything like that. And I was in school, I was a quiet kid. I, I wore glasses, I had the, the number two buzz cut and it was just so atrocious. I was rarely speaking to anyone. But um, I just one day just had the courage to like, just put my hand up for the part of the Wicked Witch of the West. And <laughs> lo and behold, they told me to read some lines. I read them and lo and behold, I became the Wicked Witch of the West. And that's kind of where it started, and I absolutely killed the part, so to speak. And then uh, some of my teachers came to me and said, oh, that was really good. My dad loved it, the audience loved it. And then from then on, went to secondary school, and one of the choices that I picked was performing arts. Um, and then so forth, so forth came, went to college, did performing arts, done three years, got my distinctions. And now, wherever I go, I'll go, <laughs> doing some silly sketches and stuff. So I'm still kind of in the game. Um, but nothing serious or nothing professional as of yet, so to speak. Um, so you mentioned, obviously, uh, you're doing your stand-up, not stand-up, uh, your sketch comedy, and uh, that sort of throughout college you weren't massively into the musical stuff. What's your favourite genre to play? Do you like more serious stuff where you can be a bit more the gritty sort of actor, or do you like playing it up a little bit? When I do my sketches most like, most of the ideas they don't really necessarily have to come from me like it can be from my friends or my brothers um but i more so than the acting i love directing and i love filming and editing and that sort of stuff um but when it comes to okay i've got an idea whether it's comedy um romance or well i don't really think i've ever done a romance thing i've got one planned don't get me i've got one planned it's just getting around to filming um mm. i love doing ridiculous horror sketches um if you see my youtube channel then you'll definitely know what i'm on about um but really i, I enjoy like the comedic idiotic side of things doing ridiculous stuff um again if you see my youtube channel you'll see loads of um stuff Pr practically the same sort of people appear in the videos usually and it's usually when i go abroad or when i go away somewhere like, i'll do my videos um but on based on your question of what I'd prefer to do is a bit a bit of everything really. Um, I've not really got a certain genre or anything like that. It's just whatever I'm feeling. <laughs> if I've got an idea I'll go with it. So that's, that's really how I play. No, yeah, that's great. Um I'm very uncertainly looking down back at my notes again. Um, so then, obviously, you've started doing all these uh, sketches and as you say, you like directing. You also write them with friends, I'd assume. Um, 
I've seen footage of you actually on a friend's uh, Snapchat. I don't know if you were even aware it was being filmed, but it was somebody sat like, across the room and they were filming it. And you are... It's quite... I think there's a future in it for you. I think you are very much... Everything's going on, but you're level-headed, like sort of, you know what's going on. I think it was quite interesting to watch. Because I've only ever seen you sort of behind camera, or in front of camera. It was quite interesting to see you on the other side. I think you've got something in it. I think it's definitely something you should consider possibly going into a little bit more. That's it, like, I, see, if I'm, if I'm invested in something, I'll definitely put the time and the effort in and something like that. Even if it's someone else's project, like yours or Theo's or my friend Harry's or whoever's project it is, if I'm, in, if I'm invested, I'll definitely do it. Um, and if, even if it's my own work, 100% I'm on the game. Um, but it all, it all depends on if I think it, it work or I think it will be good or people will be entertained by that. Because if it's not entertaining, then you know, who's, who's going to enjoy it? You know? What's but, the point? Um, yeah. I have a selective audience. It's fair to say. I'm not the not, not a big freaking person. Um, most of my videos go on Facebook or YouTube or somewhere on Instagram or Snapchat or whatever. Um, and I won't get a lot of views, but I'll get enough views for people to say, oh, that was really good. I really enjoyed that. It was funny, you know, stuff like that. So to mix and match, like, I enjoy doing it for the people that enjoy watching it, so to speak. Um, so, yeah, it's just, it's all about entertaining people that actually want to see your content, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's, it's all down to being invested and uh really into what you're doing for me I, I think from the sort of filmmaker perspective it's quite hard like when you first start out because you don't have that audience to go oh these guys are really like well like you've got a few friends and then i think there's also the issue where a lot of people don't want to sort of upset you or don't want to knock you back and so you'll ask someone for feedback on something and you'll just get overwhelmingly positive things I think, I don't know if you're the same, for me, if I'm asking for feedback, I kind of want you to tell me what you don't like, because I think that I can learn from it. If you just say, oh yeah, it's really good, then it's sort of like, yeah, but what can I change? What do I need to know? And I think it's difficult when you're starting out to find that audience. Do you that's, think... That's, that's the mad thing about performing arts, like acting-wise and dancing. You always need to focus on the negative feedback, what you can improve on, and everything like that in, in every aspect. Um, you don't just want to hear the positive stuff. Okay, yeah, if it was good, then brilliant. But what can I improve on? What can I do? What can I take from you to then put later on into a different performance or the same piece or whatever like that? Um, but definitely, for me personally, again, um, definitely when I'm filming, filming stuff, um, whether, whether, whoever it's with, um, I'll ask them, you know, is this going to work? What would you do differently? Have you got an idea or anything like that? And again, that's that's the sort of stuff I like to take. Um, take people's different people, yeah, people's opinions and stuff like that, and uh, just try and incorporate them, invest them more into my projects. And same with you. Um, you've asked us if you know if we're okay, if we're all okay doing this. Um, and if we got any ideas, you know, tell them yeah and stuff like that. So mm. it's definitely better to have someone else's opinion or someone else's view on something to get it more. Know, just a team effort because realistically it's not it's about the whole team rather than just yeah. one yeah. person so it's 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 i don't know it's, it's just weird you can't really set yourself away on your own to do something you need people to tell you if it's going to be good or what you can improve on and stuff like that so definitely yeah ask for advice from people 
and take criticism because then you can use that later on. There you go. Um, <laughs> it's basically not really much I can add to it. Just filling in everything that I need you to say. It's, I'm just going to stop playing with the pen because I keep dropping it. Um, I think, like you say, I, you can sort of get stuck in a rut working with the same people, but at the same time I think it's also very helpful because you begin to know what each other's thinking. You know how that person's going to try. Again, if I'm writing something, nine times out of ten you'll pop into my head. And if it's something that I'm writing for a male part that I don't think you'd be able to do, I then... I write for an actor, so I now need to think, who am I going to cast in this role? Who have I got available that I think could play this? And if that's not the case, then I do tend to start rewriting things thinking, well, Ethan's available. How would Ethan approach this role? And I think it's something that when you're working with a lot of the same people, which obviously you are, you work a lot with your brothers and uh, with close friends, I think you've got that sort of dynamic down with how you write things of everyone even as the audience, you know how everyone's going to be. And it's not necessarily a bad thing, because that sort of sounds like I'm saying that you're not acting in a way. You are, I think, though. I don't know. Does it make sense what I'm trying to say? Everyone's playing sort of the same roles, but they're obviously not, because they're in different roles. Yeah, I get you. I mean, for me, I find it more comfortable having people I know. Because, um, you know, when you first go to college, you're meeting new people, and it's scary, and it's just oblivious. Um, and it, it, that's really one of the reasons why I haven't like joined like a drama school or anything like that. It's just the element of meeting new people. But I will eventually. I'll go down on route eventually. I will join some type of drama or acting school because it will benefit in the uh, the later run. Um, but right now, I'm just focusing on you know having the people I know. Um, even the wrestling stuff. You know, I've got a freaking massive story written for that. And again, if we can, we'll get into that later. But the, the, uh, stream or whatever um but it's just um it's it, it, it's better for me to know people so my videos will only consist of people i know will take it seriously or know that i can say that they can do it um so it's just more around that element and uh, aspect of having people i trust um to be a part of my project so to speak um but yeah for me it's just weird i don't really think of people I don't know for a, a certain part yeah, yeah. so it's yeah that's really quite my take on that <laughs> no, yeah I think that's not a bad thing either I think it shows that again I think every time you're putting something out you have a level of care over it and you want everyone to look good and it can be quite unnerving to sort of go I'm going to take the punt on this person that I don't know how they're going to perform in this role and I'll Ultimately, if you have a bad performance, exactly the same as you can have an amazing actor in a film that's shot terribly. You can have an amazing looking film, but if the performances in it are naff, then it will just not look as good as it needs to. Um, moving away from that a little bit, how, and more into the sort of writing and directing side, how do you come up, I know this question is the one that everyone hates, how do you come up with your ideas uh, for these sort of short sketches? Because, and even that, how do you come up with your characters? Um, You've got some fairly memorable characters, I think it's fair to say. Uh, explain sort of how these come to you. Okay, so most of my videos you see, believe it or not, and I don't want to say that sound egotistical or anything like that, most of them aren't my ideas. Like I said, I like to listen to people 
and take their verdicts and stuff. The videos I think I only have created that I personally claim to be my ideas is um, the sheriff, Officer Dick Johnson, if you've seen him. Uh, <laughs> He comes out. That was the one I was on. Yeah. You'll see an off music video. <laughs> um, so I think him and my wrestling videos are the only ones that will come from me. Um, the other ones, um, like the horror movie remakes, that was my brother's idea. Um, so I went along with that. Uh, the, so, the, the kind of um, music videos that we do, like the, you know, uh, when I go abroad, we do like a two minute music video parody mm. thing that's my brother's idea again um so not all of the videos you see of me are from me like i edit them i you know design them and stuff like that we we share ideas and stuff like that but it's really about me listening to other people getting their verdicts and opinions and stuff and then just taking their ideas and pulling it together um so i can't take all the credit for my stuff and i won't <laughs> you know um but really it's just about enjoying what i'm doing they like it and stuff like that and then no it's a win-win for everyone yes 100% I think again at the start and out stage it's quite difficult uh, if you want to go down the directing route to get to direct other people's stuff because I think uh, the stage I'm at if you're writing something you're sort of expected to then be directing it and I think that's very good I mean I self-confessed control freak if I've written something I know how that needs to look in my head I'd I'm intrigued by the idea of directing something that someone else has written and seeing how that then sort of mingles. But obviously, if you're already doing that, coming up with groups, uh, ideas collectively in a group, I think it's, again, one more layer to that sort of experience of being a director and going down that. Um, Go on. Uh, sorry. <laughs> What's the typical turnaround of these videos? Because I think it's... <laughs> I've always said... The hard thing with making sort of creative stuff, especially, is that you'll have an idea one night and you go, that's an amazing idea, I'll write that down. And then the next morning you might think, oh, I'm going to write that up into a proper script. You'll spend a couple of days writing that up to be how you want. Then you've got to get your crew, then you've got to get your cast, then you've got to get locations, then you've got to actually go out and film it. Then you've got to do all the post-production. And it can take you from a silly little idea that you thought, oh, that would be a good thing to shoot like three four months later or in some cases a year as we're now coming up to with one of the films uh, you're still not there and then i think it becomes very easy the idea keeps changing and it becomes uh, quite difficult to stay motivated for it but i mean again i don't know this from what i've seen a lot of your things seem to be done in quite quick turnarounds they're topical and up to date and i think sort of i look at a lot of your stuff going i wish i could just get stuff done that quickly how like what's the typical turnaround and how do you go about doing it so again it's the element of performing arts this is an acting um we learn something called improvisation um which we use a lot in our videos um like i have a whole list right now of videos i've got planned that i want to do obviously because of you know the lockdown stuff i can't do it um but once i get an idea I know exactly who I'm going to cast, I know exactly who I'm going to have in the video, what themes I'm going to use, what, what, what the video is going to be about, and it, again, most of my ideas come abroad, so I think of something, we'll do it straight away, literally, um, we'll go to different locations where we're going to go anyway, um, and we'll film, whatever, and then just enjoy, you know, scenery and whatnot, um, so most of my videos are just on the spot, um, 
there's not really any scripts to them. I don't actually think I've done a video with an actual script, which I'm trying to think about. No, I haven't, no. Um, so I don't use scripts, we usually use improvisation. Um, but most of my videos, yeah, I don't, like I said, they're, they're, they're just for fun. They're, they're idiotic. So they're meant to be ridiculous. They're meant to be, you know, stupid. Um, and that's what we like about them. That's what people enjoy about them. They're just u unique in a way, <laughs> in a very ridiculous manner. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, I, I, not like yourself, like I, you, you take a lot of time in your work, which is brilliant. You, you write scripts and everything and that's professional. Me, <laughs> it's totally professional if you actually get the work done, which I think is the main issue that uh, I encounter a lot of. By the time you've actually got all this stuff done, you just don't really want to do it, or it doesn't work anymore. Or I wrote a script probably about two years ago now, and it's still since changed. It was going to be shot over the winter because we had darkness, and obviously it gets darker earlier, so you've got more time to shoot. Now we're in the middle of summer and it's sort of like, okay, I'm now going to wait until winter before I can go out and shoot that again. I think to just be able to do stuff improv and without a script is very impressive. I think you're underselling it quite a lot. It's in skill. And I think that's very evident in uh, one of my favourite things you did was the Undateables parody you did. <laughs> which I think, now hearing that that's not scripted, you shot that in a different country over, was it a weekend or so you shot that? We, when we when I go away, we usually tend to go for four days. It's like Monday to Friday. Um, what was funny about the Undateables video was the cast alone. We had two Romanian kids. Um, that, that, the thing that we used was our own personal, you know, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Personal insecurities about each other. Um, so we just took the piss out of each other, um, and it was weird, like, again, we didn't use scripts, we were there in a central park, and we thought, okay, you know, this, this is a weird scenery, it's pretty cool, we could use this for a video, <laughs> so the, um, we, we were planning on doing the undateables, like, before we came away, we didn't, like, write anything or plan anything out, it's just finding the right place to do it, um, and, again, the improvisation, incorporating it with people getting people to like but don't get me wrong before before we film we, we have a lot of brief thing of what we're going to say but it's like hmm. set in stone so just go along with it say you know say this say that um and just improvise and say whatever um so yeah it, 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 all, it all just comes about and if something's wrong i'll edit it out or we'll retake it or something like that hmm. but it's not just all or not one shot or anything like that um so yeah it's, it's just my adventures abroad is bad. <laughs> we get some ridiculous stuff come out of it, definitely. I, th I think if you were to say to most filmmakers, or beginning filmmakers, or even now somewhat accomplished, you've got four days, you're in a different country, go and improvise a script sort of thing with these loose ideas that we've already came up with. I think a lot of people would find that intimidating and it would just be a thing of, I don't think I can do that. So again, I think, don't undersell yourself. It's You've got, I think your sketch comedy, as much as you say, is it's silly sense of humour and thing, but it's not a silly thing. It is impressive. And I think, again, it's funny, which it does its mark, and the rate that you're able to do them at a high quality, I think, shows that there's something in it. You've got there's something there. 
Well, that, 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 that's what I take from it. Like, I'll say, like, my videos, I will say, they are silly and ridiculous, but I, I do them for, for a purpose, to entertain people. Um, so it's not like I'm just making them for the fun of it. Like, I, 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 do, I do want people to watch them, don't get me wrong. Um, so, yeah, they're ridiculous, but I'm actually taking my time and effort to put it together so people can watch it and stuff like that. So, of course, there's a purpose to it. It's just not like the professional way of doing stuff or whatnot. Um, but like I said, I've got future videos planned where they will be serious, they will be professional. Um, I've even bought a camera because most of my films are done on my phone. Like, um, I've only recently started editing on my computer. Like, used about a year ago, I, I, I only used to use my phone or some crappy app or whatnot. But now I'm kind of getting into the mindset of using a, a computer, a software. I don't know what the software is called that I'm using. Um, so I'm, I'm new to that game. I'm still getting the hang of it. And even my camera, like, my, my only issue with my videos that I didn't like was not being able to focus shots and stuff like that, not having mm. like blurred backgrounds or a serious effect like that. I can't do that on my iPhone or any phone I have. Um, so that's one of the reasons I bought a camera, plus to make it a bit more you know, professional and more cinematic or stuff like that. Yeah. Um, hence why I'm trying to do some better editing and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, there are future projects in which I'm taking serious and you know, looking at and thinking, you know, what can I do to make this interesting or intriguing? And I've got quite a few planned. Um, again, don't get me wrong, there's still some ridiculous ones planned. <laughs> Not stopping the silly <laughs> stuff. <laughs> I'm sure many people will be happy to hear that. <laughs> but yeah, there are going to be some serious stuff coming. Fingers crossed, anyway. I look, I look forward to seeing it. it. Um, um, another thing that you do, aside from your sketch comedy stuff, is uh, you have a... So you new get my words out. You have a unique way of presenting uh, your sort of wrestling uh, ideas. I think whereas most people would, if you were going to create this sort of wrestling story in that, you would go and wrestle your mate and your trampoline or something. Whereas you seem to present these stories as promos for matches that then don't happen. So they play more as films than. Match how did where did that idea come from to do the promos over a match? The wrestling, um, it started with because you, you'll see videos online. You've, I'm sure everyone's seen them, like um, Joe Weller's done some, or you know, KSI, some pretty famous YouTubers have done them. Um, the re the wrestling skits of which there's like single moves and it's just the wrestling commentary like JR over I'm like oh my god like stuff like that. Um, so there's loads of videos like that, and I just thought you know I can do that. No, so I did it with my friends when we went away on the beach or stuff like wrestling moves in public. So we did. I did two videos of those, and again, people loved them. Um, it's one of the most popular videos I've got. Uh, but then, because I'm a wrestling fan myself, um, I done another video. Um, it was on Weymouth, where my dad, who's like six foot four, um, <laughs> big Dave. Yeah, big Dave, big D. I've made him like the uh, the centre point of my videos now. So whenever a wrestling video goes up, I'll get an odd comment. I'm like, "Wow, where's Big Dave? Where's Big D? You know, stuff like that. So I kind of thought to myself, okay, okay we're getting a few comments here. I can, I can, I've done some silly skits, but this this could be thingy, a long-term thing. So then a couple months after my, my wrestling ridiculous videos, I've done a video with my brother, um, Josh, and it was a Limp Biscuit video, my way. 
Um, I don't know if you're a wrestling fan, but if you've seen Rock and Stone Cold, they had a promo for WrestleMania My Way, Limp Bizkit, and that was a parody of that. But that was kind of the start of my whole wrestling sketch, the story, and I've created a massive story which is going to play out for like a year and a half, probably. Um, it's all written, like everything's like written and decided. I thought freaking break the belts for it, for God's sake. <laughs> um, so that, that, that's going to be my favourite project doing. I love doing wrestling and stuff like that. Um, so through that, it's going to build a lot of confidence for me because I'm starting the profession for real. Um, and again, we'll talk about that in a minute. But I don't know, wrestling, the videos are just my favourite videos to do out of all of them, literally. I say that a lot. Whenever I make a new video, I think, oh, that's my favourite video, but nothing's going to be wrestling. Nothing's going to be it. I love doing it. It's amazing. Well, I mean, as, as you've, you've touched, touched on, on uh, you're now going, going into training to be a professional wrestler. Um, Indeed. How did that decision come about? Again, <laughs> um, again, it was kind of from my wrestling story. Um I don't know. I know. I know. <laughs> I knew a friend um, named Thorne who did wrestling. Well, not professional, but he was at a training school. And so he watched my video and was like, "Oh, you should come down. You can try it." I was like, yeah, yeah, "Okay, I'm, I'm doing it kind of as a joke right now, but you know, I'd, I'd definitely give it a go." So I went down. It was about two months after he said it anyway. And I started in January. <clears throat> Sorry. Um, so I did go down. Um, it's in Dudley. I can't remember the actual name of the place. It's been a while since it's been, it's been like two, three months. Um, but it was in Dudley and it was a troll thing. Um, we started, sort of rolls and stuff. It's nothing like serious. You can't get slammed or anything like yeah, that. Yeah. It's, you know, it's risk and stuff. Um, so it's just learning the ropes, learning the right sides in which, because um, the rest of you see on TV, they always have a strict fall of you always have to stick to your left side or it'd be bouncing off a rope or getting punched. You always use your left side. So it's the view of the camera or whatever, whatnot. Um, oh. So we learned all the basic stuff. And then about two, three weeks in, you started like the bumps and stuff. And I was like, Jesus Christ. When I took my first bump, good Lord, it hurts. <laughs> People, yes, wrestling's fake. It's scripted. It's all that, you know, it's predetermined. But Jesus, it does hurt. It really does. <laughs> it's a freaking hard wood, wooden serve. Well, it's padded, but it's wood underneath. And it does freaking hurt. And the bumping, although it seems easy to do, it's, my god it, 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 it's horrible to do um so i can't imagine being slammed off like a top rope or something with the, the, the strain that does in your neck and just one session after one session my body was aching so bad and i was like jesus is this what i'm gonna have to do every freaking week <laughs> oh i did it <laughs> I, um that's that's kind of what i've enjoyed doing like um like i said I'm not like the most athletic person, you know, I'm, I'm slim, I'm not the best, I'm not in the best of shape, um, but I can do like cartwheels, handstands, flips and stuff, and, you know, I can do I can do that sort of stuff, um, and I was quite good, like compared to the other guys, athleticism wise, I was decent, you know, I could jump around, I can do sort of certain stuff, um, it's just about building up my strength and that, um, and uh, there was a show scheduled for I think it was May who were doing the show. Um, which they were going to have like a, a battle royal or a rumble or stuff, which I was going to mm. hopefully be in. Um, that didn't come about, obviously. 
Um, so once this lockdown does end and uh, I can do it again, I'm definitely going to get back in there. Um, probably document some stuff. I know you wanted to uh, do yeah, something. Yeah, something. I want to talk to you a little bit about after we've stopped recording, but <laughs> More we'll go into that, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's something I'm definitely going to keep on doing. Um, hopefully it will go somewhere and escalate. Um, like I said, I've, even with uh, acting, I've, still, I've got a character planned for resting, and again, it's not my idea. It was my brother's character. Um, we used to play WWE, the games on like PS4 or PS3, where you could create your own characters. And uh, he created a character called Jerry Halliwell, who's a kind of clownish, like he has face paint, but it's like darkish. It, it, you will see it. Um, I did like a little promo video, which, uh, um, that's where you sin. It was on the Facebook mm-hmm. page of like an intimidating clown type of thing with blood and face and stuff. Oh, but that's, Jerry Halliwell. that's Jerry Halliwell. Um, so he's going to have like a, a separate series on like a YouTube channel and Facebook and that, you know, his story. Mm-hmm. Um, not wrestling related, it's completely different, but he will be a wrestling character of mine. Um, so, yeah, that, that's part of the route I'm going to make the characters and stuff. So, yeah. Right. So, I think is that... that... <laughs> yeah, this is what I want, like I say. Um, so, is the... I assume, obviously, part of the wrestling thing, you've got to come up with your own character, and is that something you have the control over? Is that the person that's writing the show? Or how much control do you have over what goes on in a match that you're in obviously i know it's difficult to say right now but yes and no um you present an idea to the writer or the producer um you present your idea your character and if they like it then they'll go with it they'll roll with it but if they see something like uh, nah come on you, you can play this better hmm. then obviously you can't really tell them what to do um so they'll make that character for you um you see it a lot on tv as well like wwe or New Japan or whatever promotion you watch, um, all the characters you see come from backstage. No one has control over their character unless, you know, that control comes directly from the back. Um, so I haven't pitched my idea to them yet, but hopefully they'll see it. And like I said, I've still got a long run to go, like before I pitch anything to them or before I have a match okay. or anything like that. Um, but yeah. Hopefully, I'll look at Jerry Halliwell and think, you know what, this, this could work. He could be the next big thing. He'll beat John Cena at WrestleMania. He'll... <laughs> <laughs> but hopefully, it's this crossed. I know, I'm not, I'll be honest, I'm not overly in with the wrestling scene anymore. I was a fan of it growing up, and then I sort of went away, and then I came back a little bit. Um, I know, obviously, independent wrestling has now become a lot more of a big thing. I think back in the day, it was like WWE or Bust. And then you sort of had the underground ones, which were seen as sort of a little bit, ah, yeah, but they're not as good. I think now, considering how much the underground scene has uh, sort of grown, is that something you would see as an end goal? Or is that for you a stepping stone into something bigger like the WWE or uh, New Japan? Or... Definitely, like, um, the independent scene, it, it's very good. Like, in Brit- what, the school I went to, that I'm going to at the moment, in Dudley, it was good. You know, it's, it's not all that, but then I've done some research, and there's another one. And in this one, you have people from this certain like little thing who have went on to be freaking world champions and stuff. Like some of these people, um, like if, if you're not a wrestling fan, you won't know his names. But like Pete Dunn, uh, you know, some people in like 
uh, AEW. These people have gone on to WWE, AEW, New Japan. So this company is really good, and they were doing trials, and I, I, I just missed out because um, they had all, all their slots full and everything. But I said, uh, message us next time. We'll get we'll get in touch and when we can like fit you in. Um, mm. But definitely, that that's the road I'm going to go down. Um, of course, I don't, I'm not aiming massively high at the moment. Um, still got loads of work to do, loads of training. Uh, but again, it, it's it's down to the point of keeping motivated, keeping to it, and eventually, I want to go there, have my matches, I can do my stuff. If they enjoy it, then hopefully it can work up in the ranks and get there. Of course, WWE is like an ultimate goal. That's, that's like freaking fairyland. That's dreamland, that is. <laughs> um, but yeah, you build yourself up to oh, get yeah. to that level. But like I said, beginner's mode at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> How much... Tra- so you say, obviously, there's a, they hold trials. How much preparation do you now need to put in to make those trials? Is it all physical? I know this sort of is the same as what I've already asked. Is it how much of it is physical? I need to be strong, fit. I can do backflips and whatever. And how much of it is a mental sort of more performance-based thing? Because again, if you can do a hundred backflips, great. But if you can't sell being punched in the face, then you can't really be a wrestler. So how much is it? Which, like, which would you say is more important? Do you need to be incredibly strong or a good actor? I would say it's you don't need to have the strength because some superstars that you see on TV are luchadors and high flyers and stuff like that. And that's kind of the aspect I want to take. That's why I'm trying to learn like more cool moves and stuff like that. So you don't need to have strength. You don't need to lift people up. You can punch, you can kick, you can do some really high flying, impressive stuff. So strength wise, of course, you, you want to have a bit of strength. Of course, I want to, I can, I can lift someone up. It's just about how long we can lift someone up for. <laughs> but um, definitely, uh, preparation-wise, again, it falls down to the character. Um, but again, for me personally, selling something um, like a punch or like a move, you'll need to have that that face, that face reaction, um, the facial expressions, and the body language. Like, oh, God, you've just been hit. Or if you get knocked out with a steel chair or whatnot, you're like, okay. You're not getting up from that. Sit down, son. Um, so definitely, like, body language and facial expressions are massively keen uh, this type of profession. Um, but, again, like you said, you've got to have some strength, and it's all down to your character, really, who you are, how you present yourself, who you're going out in front of. You got, if, if you can't sell, then you can't do it, really. You've got to be able to sell certain things, and if you can't do that, then people are going to be like, who the hell is this guy? Useless he is. So it's, it's simply you've got to be able to have your character and incorporate certain moves and sell certain spots and stuff like that. So that's kind of the whole ball game wrestling is. Like it, it again, it's predetermined, but it's it's just the realism that you need to bring with it, so to speak. So yeah, that's something that I feel I feel like my selling's decent. Like it's not, not perfect. So no one's perfect, but it's a working curve. You you work to get better. Anyway. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, who are the people that you've looked up to then in wrestling specifically? Are they? Well, yeah. Give us an example of people that you look up to and sort of think I'd like to do what they do. Or um, so obviously back in the day, you've had your old school classics. You've had the Undertaker, The Rock, Austin, Triple H. 
Um, so you have all those those old guns it's still going now, to be fair. Um, the Undertaker's my favourite, by the way. Um, but my real inspiration to starting this and getting into it, sorry about that, and getting into the actual <laughs> profession itself, um, there's a guy called Darby Allen, um, and he's in AEW, a new best in promotion, and he's like a sort of similar build to me. Um, he wears half face paint, and he just does ridiculous stuff like flips and tricks and stuff like that. So that's kind of the route I'm going down. Like I said, I'm not the strongest of guys, nor is he. But he incorporates his athleticism, his ability, his agility and stuff like that to have brilliant matches. And like, you don't need to be like this massive bodybuilder to get into this profession. There's another guy called Jungle Boy, slimmer than me, for God's sake, who does incredible matches and stuff like that. So it's, it's not about how you look. It's more about how you present yourself in the ring, how you are in the ring, how good your matches can be in the ring. So it's... It's weird, but uh, definitely with some work, you never know. You never know where. But definitely, there's lots <laughs> of inspirations I've had, but I could, the list will go on, really. But Darby Allen is one of the mates. So. No, yeah. I'm going to put you on the spot now. I want you to come up with a character for me. If I was going to be a wrestler and you were writing the show, what would my persona be? How would I sell that? You really have put me on the spot now, Tom. I have, yeah. I could have given you <laughs> some warning about, about this. this but no. Jeremiah mm. Killings. Okay, right. I like, I like it. You'd wear a mask, a dungaree, some brown boots, and your finisher would be a chokeslam. <laughs> okay, yeah, I like it. Thinking sort of like a hillbilly vibe, yeah. Exactly. Exactly, mate. There you go. Right. It's accidental at the moment, but I can grow into a mullet. That could happen. I could be this. Yeah, yeah. Like those prison masks where like they're just like steel. And like they have those like <laughs> in the mouth that have like the lines. The Hannibal there. mask, yeah. That, that'll be your mask. Like, you're just, you're just right, a monster, then. mate. If the filmmaking doesn't work out, then I'll go into that and I can take it. The Jeremiah Killings character is going to be. And you never know, maybe myself and you, we could. Have a match at WrestleMania one day. We could sell out stadiums. It could be great. Right. I'm down for it. <laughs> um, what are the future plans then in terms of your wrestling thing? Do you want to... Obviously, you've said you want to carry it on as a thing. Uh, is that a career that you want to pursue or would you more want to go down the acting route and think, sort of, I'll keep that as a sideline? Dream-wise, wrestling's the main goal. Like, it's just... I love it so much. Um... But again, like I said, I'm doing my resting, but I'm still finding time to do my acting. So again, I'm, I'm still definitely going to do that. Because again, similar, it's the same sort of thing. Like it's acting, you're being a character. So it's kind yeah. of the same sort of thing. But of course, I'm still doing my skits and stuff like that. And I still continue to do them. Like, um, training's only like twice a week anyway. So I'm still going to have loads of time. Um, but yeah, definitely, I'm not going to give up the one just so I can carry on but so far it's mainly the acting but having that slow build towards the dream <laughs> yeah we'll see how it goes we'll see how it goes man that's it well I think everyone watching this is going to have to keep an eye out for Ethan Walsh is that your name or do you have a different name oh it's the yeah well there you go come on I was sort of hoping you wouldn't uh it's the uh, you know that guy the clown you know Jerry Halliwell 
That's the one. I should have remembered that. It's a Spice Girl, for God's sake. That shows how good of a podcaster I am, doesn't it? You show me up there. God. Is this payback for putting you on the spot with the wrestling? Um, yeah, I've just remembered who I think you look like. It's that uh, Schaefer Bates. The impressionist. Does a lot of the like Peaky Blinders thing. You got the you know, the straps in your hair and <laughs> I mean could be a Schaefer based Schaefer based? A Schaefer Bates impressionist impressionist. Oh even better, you've made it. <laughs> That's it now. I think this has been a good podcast. It's a little bit shorter than normal, but I'm happy with it. It's been fun. It's been a pleasure. It's been That's emotional. Um, I'd like to have you back on, obviously, um, as you've teased already. You may be seeing more of you soon in the documentary format, which is something I kind of want to go down a little bit more. So, uh, Fingers crossed, guys. Who knows? I'm sure we'll be seeing you soon at some point on the channel anyway. But, uh, but uh, I really do. So do I. God, I need to make something soon. Um, either way, Ethan Walsh, you've been amazing it's been a pleasure having you on the podcast thank you for coming on and yeah thanks for watching i don't know how to do the outro bit it's like it's worse than the intro it's just sort of all right so yeah bye cheers tom that's it probably just fade that out there that'll work